Welcome in. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny My man, <laughs> My man how you doing? It's good to see you, Danny. It's good to see you. You are live from where? Nash Vegas? Nash Vegas, baby. The bachelorette party capital of the United States of America. Sorry to interrupt your intro there, but dude, it's just good to see you, man. I had to, I had to drop an instant my man. I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, here we are via uh, the magic of the internet recording a remote episode. Normally on this time, uh, on a Thursday night, we'd be sitting across the, the table from each other at Elizabeth Parlor Room sharing a cheers, but we, didn't, we ain't got no cheers. Yeah, we certainly are. So we're, ta- we're taking the week off from, from meeting up together. We'll be back next week for sure. Business uh, trip, dis- man. D- discussing CLTFC and Atlanta United, what happens on Saturday. But the point of the show this evening is to to preview that match. It's it's episode number 70. We've crossed in to the 70s. Uh, what's your what's your favorite type of music? What's your favorite 70s band, Danny Rams? You, I mean, you are so many. There's a just, music aficionado. If you, aficionado. Just, if you I mean, had to pick one, which one is it? It's like a whole other episode, man. But like... Uh, I'm reminded of the famous Mike Watt song with Eddie Vedder on vocals from the album Ball Hog or Tugboat, which said the kids of today should defend themselves against the 70s. That was for the 90s kids who were uh, being hit with a wave of 70s nostalgia back then. Now it's so old that it's just like it's just like nostalgia by default. Favorite 70s band. I'm going to be generic. and I'm going to say Led Zeppelin. I love I absolutely love Led Zeppelin. They uh there's other there's other songs from bands that are that I would listen to ahead of some Led Zeppelin songs, but when it comes to just being a band, I mean, what, what's better than Led Zepp, obviously? But love Elton John, love Cat Stevens, love uh, many many bands from the '70s, and I love modern bands that are like '70s throwbacks. If you haven't listened to the Sheepdogs, check them out. I, I thought about that because this I started my day today with uh, a little Freebird. And it was, I was thinking about Skinner and, and another great 70s band. Wow. Uh, so, hey, uh, we're, we're going to talk about soccer on, on and, tonight's And show. this lineup you cannot change, you know, right? Right, laddie, daddy? Or wait, maybe right, you should, right. actually. I mean, you, yeah. you should, maybe. And, and we've got a ton of, of listener questions. I'm, I'm pumped about that this evening. Uh, we're going we're gonna to answer tremendous friends of the show. Uh, all of your questions uh, on this episode, we're going to get Danny Brams projected 11. We're going to see um, a special 11 tonight. We yeah, get, we're, I have to come up with a projected 11 for this game. Oh it's your 11 because we've oh got a special uh, guest tonight who's not joining us on the, sh- on the show. Let's call And I'd like to do this for, I think, every uh, show we do like this. If, if we're doing a, a, a YouTube show on a Thursday night, a special guests projected 11. And we have that tonight. I love it. Can't we wait to see who it's from. From a tremendous friend of the show. Uh, we both know him well. And I think uh, the listeners do at this point. Tifo's helping Tifo's. As well. Christian Latanzio, Danny, he had his pre-match press conference today. What did he really? say? I was busy working. <laughs> I got you know, it. I was busy yeah. working. You're, you're busy I, working the SEC basketball he, let tournament. Me, let, me, let me guess. Let me say, he said, we're frustrated. We think we should have points, and we have no points. Pretty much. And how you know the team is going to continue to kick on and, and that the issues that the club is, is having right now on the field specifically is – just not executing the style of play that he wants. So he's trying to continue, Danny, to drill the the passages of play, the pace of play, where the ball needs to go, who needs to be making connections. It's still not where he wants it to be, and he's saying that publicly. And the question becomes, does Charlotte FC get it right on Saturday, and, and can they get this win over 
Atlanta United, their first win of the season. We're still waiting for it. And by the way, at this point last year, we were still waiting for the first win. That's a good point. And we almost made the playoffs last year, famously. Yes. We did fire fire that coach who started LF2, though, so – before the show, I was trying to think about this this Derby, <laughs> uh, this this Atlanta Derby, yeah. And what do we want to call it? We we've had this segment on the show before, but I got hit like a ton of bricks tonight with a new name for the Derby, Danny Browns. It's just like an epiphany. Yes, like I was just like, hey, how, we're going into the show, and we still don't have a name, the official name for the Derby. I saw the club tweet something out. Um, they called it the Battle of the South. I think it was. Yeah. The, the, oh, the, well, the clash of the South. They called it the clash I, of the South. Can I be, that's a weird one. Can I be social media nitpicker McGee over here and just like make everybody mad? But uh, I do see that clash of the South tweet, but I saw a tweet from Charlotte FC official account here that said something like the caption of the tweet said like the best rivalry in the South. And then the, picture on the tweet said the biggest rivalry in the south and i was like can you match your captions to your graphics please and and, and not uh not use biggest in one and best in the other i don't know I'll just yeah i mean come it. on i know that you work in the business you're an editor you've been editing people for a while uh, you know uh, give the give the social give the admins a break danny brands give them a break uh, they they gave themselves enough love it's fine so so where do you want to start we've got questions do you want to hammer out these questions oh do you want to start God. there I think we should. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think the, the questions kind of lead us where we want to go. So why not? Let's get right. One thing, and we've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. A lot of shows out there, not just Charlotte FC shows, just show, shows in general, they'll always be like, oh, yeah, and at the end of the show, we'll get to your listener questions or your viewer questions. And it's like, no, we put the viewer, we put the listener questions up top because the listeners are the only reason we're here. You know, like we have the best podcast listening audience in the damn business. I've said it since day one. And they delivered again, and it looks like uh, some great questions into the queue. So let's do the questions off the top. Why not? Let's flip the script. Let's dominate and show our listeners that they are the most important part of this entire TFOS community, for sure. That's why I wanted to start with this one from JPP, a tremendous friend of the show, a a legend as far as Charlotte SC is concerned, one of the best supporters out there. So I just wanted to set the vibe for the show like this. Let's get some positivity flowing. You know, why is it awesome to be a Charlotte FC supporter no matter the results? And, wow, talk about kind of a a table setter here. I wanted to get Mm -hmm. you in a good mood tonight, Dan. I know you had a long Mm -hmm. day of work, but kick back, relax. Uh, It's evening time. Grab yourself maybe a pop, a glass of wine, and and enjoy this positive feeling tonight. Well, you know I like to drink straight out of the bottle, John, But uh, (laughs) when it comes to vino. But uh, I'm without my trusty Malbec tonight, unfortunately. Uh, but I did have a couple of nice local Nashville beers at a bar just around the corner. Went to Nash South uh, Spoon and Saloon or something, I think it was called, and had a couple of uh, South Nashville Beer Works Honey Blondes. And, ooh, ooh. Right. So I'm definitely in a good spirit. I didn't bring any back to the hotel with me because I'm a total noob at life, unfortunately. But I am loving life with this Embassy Suites, by the way. Shout out to the uh, <laughs> to the people who put me up there, for real. Um to just quickly, real question. quick, let me just let me just before you answer that question, I just want to call you out on something. Call me out. You called it the Bachelorette Capital of America, and yes. 
you're hanging out with a couple blondes as a single guy, but it's not the ones <laughs> that maybe you should be hanging out with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Guy. I should probably turn this computer off right now and just walk down to Broadway <laughs> and try to meet somebody special here for my last night in town for sure. But I'm not going to do that. I'm committed to, to talking about Charlotte FC. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have, maybe I'll meet a couple of blondes on Saturday. You never know. <laughs> but uh, positivity flowing. Why is it awesome? I have set, I have a couple different ways I could go with this answer. I think I'm definitely anxious to hear yours. I will say for my part, the thing that just kind of jumps at me is that like, this is our team. Like I always wanted to have a, a local team that I believed in. I grew up in the state of Utah and I really didn't like it there. I felt really out of place, mostly because I'm just not a Mormon. So it didn't really, it, it felt very like, I didn't really feel part of the local culture there. Uh, it's a very strong religious Mormon culture, you know, that's neither here nor there, but I never was like a Utah jazz fan. So I didn't really have a local team there. I went, I moved to Texas and I became a Texas Rangers baseball fan, but it's hard to be a baseball fan these days in 2023, major league baseball. So I do still love the Rangers, but it's been a long time since I've been able to be, go to a game lived in Austin, Texas for a long time. There's no professional teams. There's there was none when I lived there. There's now Austin FC, but coming to Charlotte and, you know, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan just from growing up for whatever it's worth. So I could never really be like a super Panthers fan. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure what the, what the Carolina Panthers is like. I, I, it exists, I guess. I, I don't know. But I've been called a bum for that take by uh, people in, in, in uh, private messages. But uh, <laughs> regardless of that. So anyway, it's, the, it's that hometown. It's that like I always wanted to be like part of something from the very beginning. Also, it's like getting in on the ground floor makes me feel very extra connected to the club. So like being there from day one, having a local team for not the very first time, but kind of like the one of the first times in my life, being able to like just drive up the street to go see uh, my team play and and my club and my community and like do you know it's just the, all the things around it. It's like it's the way that Charlotte FC just kind of starts to def define certain parts of your life. Like I would never want to be defined as a human being, as an individual, as just a Charlotte FC supporter. But it's a major facet of my personality at this point. It just, it just is. So, like, I just love connecting with you, doing the show with you, connecting with all the friends we've made, the uh, the new friends that I know are out there. Like, we had our watch party last Saturday. Oh, met yeah. some, I met a bunch of great friends that came, but also met some new friends, you know, like like uh, Andres, Eric, Curtis, Rachel. Like, you guys know who you are. I, I had great conversations with these people that I'd never met before. And I anticipate, you know, Cheersing them up the next next Saturday, the 18th, when we have our watch party against Orlando and, and hopefully even make a few new more. So community, uh, buy in, being in on the ground floor, just the fact that like this is my club and like I don't I don't care what anyone says and I don't care about whatever bullshit SG infighting drama wants to take place. They can't take away the fact that I'm a Charlotte supporter and it is who I am and I love it. Uh, is that an answer? Is that kind of it's, an answer? it's a great answer. It's a great. I was just letting you go, man. I wasn't going to stop you. That I was, riffing, I was not going to stop you there. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a heck of an answer. I, I bet you there's a lot of people that listen to the show that can relate to that. Uh, it's it's why we love to sing the song. He's one of our own. He's, He's one, of, one our of our own. Brian Monaco. <laughs> He's, He's one, one of, of our own. So, I mean, Lindsay, please get on the pitch and become <laughs> one of our own. <laughs> so, like Charlotte FC is is our own, right? That's the mm -hmm. that's the point. So, 100%. I hear you. What I'll add to it, my answer is just simply, um, I think culture is 
probably the thing that I enjoy most in life. Um, and, and I think Charlotte FC adds a lot of culture to this city. Um, and it's a soccer culture and cause it, and, and it has turned Charlotte into a soccer city. Say it. Say it. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I wasn't planning it either. I really wasn't. Uh, next, next question. Uh, Josh, uh, Bergmeier, Berg, 1231 Berg. on Twitter. Uh, will this match put more or less pressure on the players than the previous two? More, 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 man. To quote uh, JB uh, from Widespread Panic, more, more, more. Uh, <laughs> I like uh, you know the the losses add to it. The Anton walks factor, uh, him playing for Atlanta adds to it. The just the desperation for points, and I think uh, you know the crowd will be smaller. It's a noon kickoff. We've got some concerns there. I think in terms of like. Who's actually going to show up and show out? I think we're going to have a huge drop from the the sixty nine thousand. We might be down closer to twenty nine. Yeah, I'd be impressed if we if we broke the thirty k mark here for a Saturday noon kick of an own two team. And but, I, I wanted to bring this next question in too because I think it relates from uh, DB's hot takes. Daniel, uh, great hanging with him at the watch party. The man. Um, he said he says scheduling a derby a derby game at noon is weak as shit, but what do we have to do as a team to get a result Saturday? So if there's a ton of pressure on this match, Danny, mm-hmm. and like this team knows it needs to get a result, what what is the mindset? Is it a defensive mindset? Is it a, is an open game mindset? I don't know. What's What do they have to do? They have to get out of their own heads. They have to get out of their own way. They have to connect. Like, I think the biggest issue with this team is certainly not talent. We have more talent than we've ever had in the club. It's chemistry. And I do think you've seen that echoed in some of the comments from uh, pressers this week. Nathan Burns spoke. Latanzio spoke. And Latanzio, not just this week, but in previous weeks, and even Ashley Westwood in previous weeks. The overriding theme is we have a lot of talent, but it has yet to gel. It has yet to combine uh, so that guys are getting the most out of each other and getting pushing each other to new heights. So I think what Latanzio said a couple weeks ago in terms of like, we need to play for the game and not the event still stands. I think we got caught up in the midst of the event last week at St. Louis's home opener. We got caught up in the midst of the event in week one with the Anton walks remembrance and being our home opener. And mm-hmm. we have, that's a risk this this week, uh, get the event of being a derby match of the Anton connection. Um, it's going to force us. It's it, we're like in this. It's like we we. It's like the third time in a row where we have to like get out of our own heads and figure out how to just play soccer. And like we failed the first two chances, it would be sucky as hell to to fail a third time in a row at that. Yeah, it would. And just to comment on the scheduling a derby game at noon. Um, I see both sides of the coin here. Uh, I, I think like a noon kick can be electric sometimes based on the situation. And I think that if Charlotte FC were, were to have won their first two matches, the place it's like, it's, it's brunch and soccer. It's like mm-hmm. a little year, a taste of European soccer. When you live here in the United States, we, we there's a lot of 1230 kicks here in the U.S., oh, yeah. I, you know, I've I've been the hooligans uptown a thousand times to watch a noon kick over in London. 
Right, and, 7 a.m. here, noon over there. Yeah. Well, no, no. I just mean like even like here at noon. Like it's normal oh, okay. watching okay, soccer. Gotcha. Yeah, but, sure, but, but my point is it works both ways, right? Where it's like it's it's something that works when the when the occasion is right. And this is a huge occasion. And I think the fans are going to gonna back the team. Though. I, I do think that there's going to be energy in the building. You, the supporters group, no matter how much bullshit is going on between all them, like they're going to show up and back the squad. It, it's going to be a morning tailgate. People are going to be drunk by noon. People are going to be drunk by 11 a.m. On, on Saturday morning before this match. And yeah, I might, you might be talking about me. <laughs> I, who knows? Sure. I, I may be talking sure. about you. So, yeah. so it's not like I, I hear, uh, Daniel, I hear what you're saying 100%. I do. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens. What? If, if we, I, I think that we've won, I, and I haven't done the research on this. I just, I think that this is true. When we played early in the day at Bank of America Stadium at the Fortress, We've protected the keep. Well said, very perfectly said. Right. Uh, here's my question: Why is it? Why are we having the kickoff at noon? Because it's not like we. It's you know, there's no other the regular. I think it's the a, next is it on MLS Fox four. It's on. It's I think a it's Fox, on Fox National Kick game, but but yeah. still, is there other event? Is there like a, a a big NASCAR race or something in tomorrow afternoon that I don't know about? Like, it, you could still have a national TV game on Fox with a three o'clock or four o'clock kick. I really don't get this. This noon kick, I, I don't know. It's probably it's way too late to like delve into the why on that, but I'm just kind of interested in wondering. Probably should have been asking this question, you know, a month and a half ago when the schedule came out. But uh, it's really weird. I, I agree with DB's hot takes. His take, love his usage of the poop emoji, and uh, <laughs> ten out of ten question. Thank you. Very it, much here we go. Uh, Cole Dolan uh, at Dolan Cole on Twitter. Uh, he tweets in. I don't know. I don't think we've met him. Uh, he said, "He says with Swiderski moving to the wing and Shinya's lackluster start at St. Louis, uh, could we see Nuno starting in in the in the cam this weekend?" And I say, "I'm going to answer this one first because I have a quick answer." Yes, yeah, I think we could see Nuno start. I'm going to repeat exactly what you said. Yes, okay, I think we yeah. could see Nuno start. I, I mean, he was that impressive against St. Louis, right? Like he came Impressive. on and made made things happen immediately. And at this point in the season, considering how much depth is in the squad. When you haven't gotten results, that should get you a spot in the eleven, right? He's got to be the most motivated player in the entire side at this point. I feel right, so. which which makes me realize now, kind of having this conversation. This, this is why I love ask, asking answering all your questions. Um, so thanks so much for tweeting these all in. Is like the problem with the squad right now is rotation. There's just so much rotation because there's no stability in the squad. It's hard to get on a roll. And I think once Latanzio finds a team that gets a result, you're going to see an unchanged side in the next match. Like, I think we're basically playing roulette here with the players until the result happens. And we talked about depth, right, Danny? We talked about that being a strength of the squad. And we've kind of gotten on Latanzio a little bit for maybe getting it wrong and not picking the right guys. But to his credit, he he changed in the second game. And now I think he changes again. Yeah, I mean, again, if my major criticism is the the lack of chemistry, then I can't really come out in favor of tinkering the, the lineup every single game to game because wow. we're trying to build chemistry here. But Fair. I do think at some point you do need to – there's – as much as I love Shinny and, and we have just sung the praises of uh, – hey, <laughs> Shinya what a, like we love shout it. out we to that guy it, right? yeah and the, 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 the guy, guy riding the bike it was it was a preseason match and he was just riding his bike down the street 
saying, saying hey, Shin Yashiki. Yeah, and, and I love it. I loved. I was really happy that he started, but I do agree with Cole that it was a lackluster performance. We saw it in the SOF score rating. We saw it in the frustration. We saw it in the yellow card. And uh, not I wouldn't call it an early yellow card, but it was somewhat early uh, in the, within the first hour. And I just, I, I just Nuno showed me too much. I got I got to see Nuno out there starting. Next question comes from uh, Len Kornakia. Uh, got to meet Len at one of the games. He's got to come to the supporters bar before one of these matches. I'm a huge uh, Len Kornakia fan, I got to say. Will Laddie, Laddie Daddy, still – he didn't say Daddy, I did, for, for our audio listeners out there. <laughs> will Laddie still be experimenting on Saturday or stay with the, the starting 11? It's, it's, it's clear the answer is no to that because we just said Nuno gets in. We think Nuno gets in. Mm-hmm. Who else p- potentially gets in? There you go. There you go. Now we're getting into the real nitty gritty. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you could mince words. You could play with semantics and say that you could say the answer to this question, both of these questions, which thanks for the two part question, by the way, Lynn. I thought we were past this. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I consider. I didn't consider it a two-parter because it could have just been one sentence. Sure, but I'm. I'm going to answer no to both based on just semantics because no, he will not stay with the St. Louis starting eleven. But also, no, he won't be experimenting on Saturday because it's not an experiment. It's not an experiment to put Nuno Santos in because we've seen what he can do. So, I will. I will uh, mince words and get nitpicky on the definition of the word experiment, and I will say the answer to both these questions is no. I want consistency on the back line. I do. I want consistency on the back line. And I, I think I, I don't want to experiment there like we, we did against St. Louis, but with having Bronny bro at the left back when we've got, you know, basically six left backs on the team <laughs> that have played there. Um, you've got uh, Diop from Clemson, who you just drafted. You've got uh, Joseph Mora, Jog and Joe who, you know, can put in a shift. Here's the thing. Joggin' Joe's like a conservative start. Like, I don't want to see him out there, but if he starts him, it's like, well, shit, he played a lot of matches last year. At least, like, he might not – he might know what to do in a pressure moment rather than be out of position. Yeah. Um, And I don't think anyone – And Harrison Affle. Yeah. And Harrison Affle, too. So, I just – that's my point about the depth at left back. I don't think anyone on Atlanta is burning us with speed. So, you know. It's not a. It's not, I, I'm fine with 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 Jog and Joe starting for sure. The definition of experiment, by the way, is a scientific procedure undertaken to make a discovery, test a hypothesis, or demonstrate a known fact. Was the yeah. hypothesis? I think the hypothesis that was being tested last game was we need to get Jones, Bronico, and Swede- and uh, Westwood on the pitch together and. I'd be fine, you know. Let's let's run another let's run another iteration of that of that test for sure. Okay, now for my favorite question of the night, Danny. Nice. This this question is amazing. Uh, at Pack Do, he says, with three points guaranteed on Saturday, should I bring a poncho or a windbreaker to protect myself from the four beer showers? Four goals. Wow, incredible! Absolutely incredible. Um, I think you should go poncho because you're not going to want to wear a wet windbreaker. You know, you want to have the poncho, then you want to be able to lose and shed the poncho. Although, now the more I think about it, the windbreaker is giving you total coverage 
So your T-shirt or jersey underneath doesn't necessarily <laughs> get wet. Whereas the poncho, you could have some seepage. A little bit could get through. You might end up with a you know a wet jersey, and then it's like, it might, why did I even wear the thing in the first place? So I'm gonna say because of four. If it was just one beer shower, I would say poncho. But since you're expecting four pack two, I'd say go with the windbreaker for sure. Also, it'll be a little chilly at noon. I'm gonna galaxy brain this, and I'm gonna yes. say windbreaker with a poncho <laughs> can i universe brain it and say shirtless even better yes <laughs> i mean let's like, go you know you don't have to worry about anything yeah exactly yeah i just uh hose off after you leave the stadium um, i love the takes didn't realize zoran was going to be on the show tonight well, uh, at, tifo. at fake zoran question if zoran was a tifo but the, this is the answer is yes even if there is a chill in the air on Saturday, how warm is CL's seat? Well, I don't know why the sporting director is asking us this question. Right, we should is be asking. Is- we should be asking you, Zorn. Come on, I you know, I, do, I don't, I don't, I don't accept the question. I refuse to answer it. I almost, I almost want to go Lucille Bluth on this thing, but uh, I'd say it's it's warming. It's getting warmer. It's certainly getting warmer. Um, I think the Facebook crowd is the ones that have been trying to fire Latanzio and, and sell Swiderski for the last two weeks. And I don't go on Facebook, but that's what I've been told. So uh, I, uh, Me most of the, the people in my circles are pretty content at this point to bide some more time with Latanzio. I don't think anybody wants to see another quick coaching change, another quick hook in this club. If we fired two coaches – back-to-back seasons in the first few months of the season, I think that's bad, just as a general principle. Right. So I'm going to say that it is lukewarm to answer the questions, Zorn. And uh, if it's different, you tell me, because I need to know if, if I'm wrong there. It's definitely not cold. That's No, it's definitely not cold. That's the truth, right? It's like everybody's thinking it. What's what's going on? This is a poor start to the season. It's his first year as, as the manager. You know, There needs to be some sort of um, – pick up here and, and remember we've only played 180 minutes but we hadn't scored a goal or gotten a point so um there's that as well uh next question bridget mccall uh at nc tiger girl she's got a two-parter i'm not surprised by that um, she's, she's famous for him. been a while so she wants to ask what are y'all's opinions on this er- experimental lineup change that's the word that's the word of the show oh yeah that's the that's the official yeah. word of the show experimental that's what everybody's saying, Danny. It's it's pour the potions, you know, mix it up, turn up, you know, turn up the heat a yeah. little bit. Let's let's get some chemical change going on here for sure. Yeah. We need to, you know, we need to, we need to buy um, like lab coats and wear them to the match. That would be amazing. That would be absolutely uh, amazing. Yeah, because hey, we're, we're just it's, tinkerer. It's, we're tinkering. Yeah, I'm more, a, I would more bring like a little little dwarf dwarf's hammer, you know, like like uh, <laughs> just tinker tinker over here, tinker over there, you know. I'm thinking about like Laddie as the mad scientist. Like maybe that is his, his, he's, oh, you know, he would know he is. He's like the, uh, when we, when we think about our medieval and, and Game of Thrones analogies, he's like the, the potion. The maester. The the maester. maester. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The grand maester. Exactly. Like he has all those, like those different potions and liquids in his office. And he's always tinkering and experiment. That's Laddie. I think the problem That's last right. week is that he couldn't fit all of the potions inside the pockets of those skinny jeans. Was the problem? So, what's your beef with uh, with Burn? 
Uh, no Burns. personal beef. My my beef is with the person who continues to think that Burn should start over Jalen Lindsay. That my my beef is not with Burn. My beef is with the fact that uh, uh, he's not he's not better than Jalen Lindsay. There's no way from what I've seen. I'm a little bit when you look at sort of the surrounding circumstances of how we got Nathan Byrne, it, it's a little suspect. I mean, Derby County, Derby County was a club in administration that was losing points because of finance. They were losing points in the table because of mismanaged finances. Yikes. They're desperate for money. Uh, they had this guy burn who's a player of the year for their club. But it, what I remember is there weren't a ton of Derby County fans that were too upset to see him go. I definitely remember that sensation when we signed him. And I just think we're getting a guy that's past his peak, past his prime. Uh, he's on the wrong side of 30 for a guy that needs to be getting up and down um, down the sideline all game. And we got a youngster. I misspoke. I actually was corrected on this by one of the TIFOs. I think on the last episode I said Jalen Lindsay's 24, 25. He's 22 years old. I mean, let's let's make good use of, of uh, what we've got. I just don't think Byrne – is the player that we were – I don't think we received the player that we were told we were receiving, if that makes sense. And I just – and he's been really hard on himself. The team sent him out for a press conference this week, and I, I read it, uh, some of his quotes. He said, I, no one's harder on myself than me. He said, my performances have been average at best so far this year, and I want to do better, and that's great. And to be honest, I do expect him to play, even though I don't want – I prefer to see Lindsay personally, but I expect Byrne to be the one that's out there when we line up with the 11 on Saturday. So I like the fact that he's acknowledged that he's been mediocre at best so far. And I, I hope that when he says he's buckling down to improve, I, I'll take him at his word. I'll believe him. But uh, as of now, I'm in the camp of Darby County sold us a lemon and I would love to be proven otherwise. The next question is from... Mr. Torres, I call him Mr. Torres because he's a pro. He's a professional. He came came by and uh, snapped some photos of us at the watch party at EPR. Uh, put that up on our social media feed at For the Crown Baby. Check us out there. Uh, Jorge's a pro, Danny Brams. He's he's the official, unofficial photographer of the show. Sure. <laughs> uh, he asks us, uh, you think uh, part of the solution is a change in formation uh, and not put players in unfamiliar positions? We haven't really dove into this topic yet as far as like, Will the the scientist uh, will he change the formation completely? You know, will will he will he do that as part of this change, or will he try to? Because he talked today about wanting to continue his style of play. Mm -hmm. So to me, that means no change in formation. Could he do that? Four four two. I've heard four four two thrown around. I would love to see a four four two. I think a four four two is real nice for getting Carol and Copetti to sort of play off of each other a little more and make, make run, cross runs and, and like be able to like shed defenders. Like one guy, you know, plant himself in the box and the other make a run off it. However, I don't necessarily want to see that this week. I'd like to see that be something we grow towards, but my whole thing, I can't come out and say like my whole belief of the problem of the team is chemistry and then advocate for a formation change. I, I think at some point we just have to like, dance with that one that brought you and like commit to like, this is who we are and, and give it at least a few more. Maybe we're bashing our head in against the wall and expecting different results. I, I don't know, but I think you got to sort of like, we haven't really established an identity yet. So let, let's, let's keep going 
even if we end up having to like reverse course and drive all the way back and, and uh, to a fork in the road and go the other way someday, at this point, let's press forward with, with the way we've been going and hope that better results come. Nice. I, I think that's uh, absolutely a good call. Let's just press forward. It's, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Thanks for listening, by the way. Um, it's the Charlotte FC Atlanta United preview episode. And this is when I'm going to debut my new Derby name. Uh, it's the Turf War, Danny Bramps. Love it. It, it it hit me like a ton of bricks. What do we what do we dislike about both teams equally that they both play on turf? Fake turf. And yeah. what did you say? They're you know it's whoever wins the match, their owner has to whoever loses <laughs> yeah. the match. No, whoever wins the no, match. I, I said I said if it's called the turf war. Then whoever gets rid of their turf first wins the war. That's basically oh, what I was okay. trying to yes. say. You know, like <laughs> like these guys got deep pockets, blanket tepper, and it's just like, come on. Like, uh, uh, you know, I've seen some reports. One of our one of our tifos, I think it was Byron Ryan, uh, put put a message out to us just before we started taping that says Atlanta does have some long term plans for the twenty six World Cup to put uh, real grass in, and that that's probably true. Uh, I wouldn't put him past him to rip that grass right out and go back to turf when the 26 World Cup ends because that's what we did with the Chelsea match, right? Yeah. So who knows? Uh, I just think, like, it's just bad form. It's just gauche, man. It's just like – it's like it's like new money. It's, it's, it's like uh, – and it's caring about the bottom line more than caring about having a quality club when it comes to grass versus turf. It, it, it's like sometimes things that are better – and, and more excellent and higher quality costs more. And, you know, you can either pay the price or, or not. And I'm not here to spend other people's money for them necessarily, but I will say that we would be a better club. However, le- whatever level of a club we get to, if we win MLS and go win the FIFA Club World Cup and all of a sudden they recognize as one of the best clubs in the world, we still won't be as good as we could be with artificial turf. There will always be a ceiling on how good of a club we can be until we have real grass in the stadium. It's well said. And, and there's one other thing I want to do as a transition uh, for the show. I want to uh, make a show debut. Uh, the dog is, has made it up to the room because he was, uh, you know. So Finn is – actually, it's not his debut on the show. He's been here, Danny, um, uh, a few other times at Triple C. Those were good times out on the Triple C. That's lawn. true. That's true. He did come you to know? Triple C a few times. Uh, I, I think this is his when video we... debut. I bought a um I bought a uh ticket to PNC today. Two tickets to PNC um this summer for a summer show this weekend. Who are we going to see? Rufus DeSoul. Ooh. Check seen, it out. Never it's, seen, uh, I could be convinced, yeah. So yeah, it's like just something else to think about too as we, you know, head into that summer season of um you Is know. Finn going to PNC? I don't know. Yeah, he's right here. Come here, Finn. Come here, buddy. Come up on the show. You can make your debut. There oh, he is. There he is. What a legend. There he is. He made his debut my, on the show. Congratulations. My godson. There go. he is. There he is. He's made his debut. And he looks happy. Uh, yep, he's 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 a good boy. He's a good boy. Okay, let's get let's get into the next questions. Um Queen's Pitch CLT at the Queen's Pitch. Shout out to um the ladies for you know carrying the flag for for content featuring Charlotte FC female fans. Love it. Respect. Per Cal Rogers, who's International Women's Day this week. Danny Ram, shout out to this whole crew who mm-hmm. does amazing work around Charlotte FC. Cal Cal Rogers does too. 
Yeah, um, I would hope that would be something that fans of of both men and women can take pride in the fact that Charlotte really does do a good good uh, good job trying to elevate the contributions that women have made to the club in a space where they can very often be discounted for sure. Laddie says Bronico at left back is not an experiment. There's that word again. Uh, what do you think about this move? I think Bronny was learned a few things. I think Bronny is someone who gets better with repetition. No, like he's, he's just, he's not going to sit there and the, people might forget this, but he was not really a true six uh, uh, defensive midfielder when last season started, when he played for Chicago fire, he was an eight. He was he was someone who was and he's he's played a little more eight uh, role in the in the ensuing months and and you know for Charlie he has played eight at times but when he started last season he was learning how to play the sixth uh, role the CDM and I, I I don't when he was in college when he was at UNC Charlie he was a primary goal scorer he was practically a striker so this is a guy who's just a soccer player he's just versatile he's a Swiss Army knife and. His debut at left back may not have impressed the Sofa Score ratings teams, but he did have a couple of good moments, and he'll only get better from here. He's just someone who's like learns through iteration and repetition, and I, I don't think he's gonna ever like, at least not this year. He's not this season gonna become like one of the best left backs in the league, but I think he's certainly serviceable. And in a in a squad where we're choosing between Jog and Joe, Harrison Affle, or Bronico. Give me Bronny every time. I'm going to cycle through, through some other questions real quick because they're all in the same sort of thing. Sure. Uh, everyone I mean, wants to know. This, this yeah, is what's everyone, yeah. everybody's mind. Yeah, Yeah. exactly right. Little Leoshi twerk chimes Love in. Little Yoshi. Uh, Wildberry Brando as well. Uh, Brandon CLT beer. Oh, Cheers. shout out to Lenny boy. Shout yep. out to Lenny boy all damn day. Uh, are we stuck with playing Bronny bro at left back uh, to get our best 11 on the field? So like it's, it's what people are asking about. Um, and I wanted to, this is the final question of the night, right? Frustrating. We don't have a consistent starting 11 at this point. It's pretty, pretty simple where the consternation lies mm-hmm. within uh, the fan base right now. Uh, at what position should Swiderski play? That's the question. And that's how we're going to finish tonight's show. Playmaker. Playmaker. He's our, he should be our Carlos heel. He should be our Lucas Zellerion. He should be our Emmanuel Reynoso. He should have the ball at his feet probably twice as much as he has had so far in the first uh, two games of the year he's created our only goal that we scored he's someone that just needs to feel like he's the man and that may put some people off and that may make some people not fans of his but I've just become more and more of a fan of his I, probably this time last year I was not that big of a Carol Swiderski fan I think I think I was pretty clear about that in episodes that we were taping at this time last season but he won me over just with like plays like the backheel pass he made to Bronico for Bronny's goal, the free kick goals, the ridiculously sick left foot, the the freaking backwards self to himself dribble, turnarounds, put it, you know, in the back of the net against Chicago Fire. I mean, like he's just made so like people are like forgetting the, the plays this guy can make. It's it's almost like he can never he his the he's held to like way high standards as our first DP and a lot of times people are not giving him the benefit of like, he may be a DP, but his teammates don't treat him as the man in terms like when you watch Carlos Hill, when you watch Emmanuel Reynoso, when you watch Drew Ucy, like the teammates, wherever any other attacker gets the ball, 
they like are looking up and they're looking for that guy. And Carroll needs to be that guy for us. When when Westwood carries the ball across midfield, he needs to be looking for Swiderski. When Gaines beats a man off off of a, a great sprint, or when Camille bulldogs his way into some open space on the left, or or you know when Vargas dribbles around a guy. The, the 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 thought the next thought needs right. to be okay. I found right. some space now. I need to find Carol. That's exactly yeah. Not agree I, I agree. Me, but I agree. I, I just want you know. True. I I totally agree with that. And the re- the reason why is because like he he's he's has to be the central player on the on the field. And what I mean by that is this team. We've talked about the gemstone. Ashley Westwood. I'm going to call him Lee Westwood at some point. I know he. I will do that. <laughs> Golf fan. Yeah. Uh, the Flyers Championship got started today. Thursday, as we do this recording, should be a fun weekend watching that as well. Um, we talk about the gemstone. We talk about the prince that was promised, Enzo Capetti. Uh, we talk about so many different people in this club, but ultimately this team is built around Carol Swiderski. That was, he was the designated player signing. He took the plunge. He's the player that is supposed to uplift this squad. And I think that when he wants to have that attitude and he wants to take control of the match, he can. And I think on Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores a goal. So let's do that. Let's let's do our official predictions, and let's finish with Volax 11. Um, I'm going to show Volax 11 quickly because that's I, I tease it off the top of the show, and I want to I want to get that Mike done. TV. I thought that was that that was awesome for for Mike to drop this in here. And this is the 11 here. He's got Copetti, Uzviak, Santos, Swiderski, Bronny Bro, Westwood, Mora, Tuiloma. And Melanda, of course, with Sisney Egg at the back. Uh, we'll, we'll, we hope to do this every show. Um, send it in. We'll, and we're in person. We won't, we won't show it on the screen, but we'll discuss it. And let's see who can get it right. That, and, and, and we'll see who gets it right every single week. We'll have a little competition um, to see who can get it right. We'll maybe bring him on the show, give him some props. Uh, so I thought that would be a fun little uh, little uh, a, a game, a game for, yeah. for the tremendous friends of the show. Let's see who can get the lineup right. Um, uh, so tweet us the lineup. I saw a ton of people doing that at For the Crown Baby today. A lot of conversation happening before the match. So we got to dive in there and, and kind of figure out what's going on. So what's your prediction, Danny? What's your prediction? Well, if I'm looking at Volax 11 here, I think he's looking pretty spot on in terms of who will end up playing. I don't think that ah, – it's so tough, though. It's so tough because based on what uh, what the Queen's Pitch ladies pointed out in terms of Latanzio saying Brawny Bro left back is not an experiment, I think there's a chance we could see him back there again because right. Derek Jones didn't really win rave reviews, but there's just something nice about having Derek Jones out there. So I kind of I kind of want to at least see Jones again. So I would probably take that issue with Volax Eleven. I would move Brawny Bro, let him play left back again. Let's see if there's some like be- even better results, and, and I think he will learn especially having another week of training in that position under his belt and then keep Jones in. And then I would probably flip where Mikey V has got Swiderski and Santos. Although I would just let them both kind of roam. And I would say that they're almost positionless in in this lineup. So it really doesn't matter if one is technically on the right and one is technically central because they would be flip-flopping. They would be, they would be, you know, switching over and doing this whole crisscross routine uh, all throughout the game and different attacks but I, th- I think he's pretty close. I think – I personally think he has nailed 10 of the 11 that will play. I think it will be Jones instead of Moore, and I think it will be Bronny Bro left back. 
I would love you. We heard earlier in the show how I'd love it to be Jalen Lindsay over Nathan Byrne, but I do think Byrne will have at least one more start. If he plays just if he plays as bad as he did against St. Louis against Atlanta, then I think his spot is in jeopardy. But overall, I don't hate it. Uh, and by, I'm going to change the game. The game's going to be Danny Brams versus the Tifa. Okay. Hey, I'm just going to host the yeah. show. Um, I, what's your, well, what's your I, score, I, what's your I, score I, prediction look, for Saturday? I'm rushing you out of here. I'm rushing you out one, of here. What's your score? 2-1 one Charlotte wins. 2-1. Late, late winner in the last okay. 10 minutes uh, to, wow. save, to, to, to get us three points after a, uh, instead of a 1-1 one, one draw. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, I was thinking one – I predicted a win on um, on Sunday when we did the show, and I thought about potentially changing all week, but uh, with some some roster news this week from Atlanta United, maybe some, some missing players. Uh, I talked about the early start maybe working in Charlotte's favor, sure. uh, being here at home, being able to head over to the stadium and just get a work day in and, and, and get a win at home. And, and remember, they're unbeaten this year at home um against uh Birmingham and Charleston. So so they, they have a lot New England they, game notwithstanding. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Forget about that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that what 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 happened there in that opening match? No attention. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was an event. That was not a game. That was an event, right? Right. According, yeah. to, according to Laddie Daddy. So yeah. Interesting. Interesting uh interesting way to to think about it where all of a sudden on on Saturday you get this this win two one and the vibe is much different. We're gonna we, we can enjoy that fiesta of content over the weekend, celebrate the goals and and maybe maybe get the job done. You say two to one. I've I've got a feeling that this game has has goals in it. I, I've got a feeling that this this game's got goals in it, and I say three to two, Charlotte. I think Sticking it's going. I, I think I it's it. going to be a goal fest because look what happened last week in St. Louis. Charlie gave up three goals. Yeah, right? we scored three on ourselves, pretty much. So, and scored one early. That was nice. Mm-hmm. And give up a goal in the first match at home. The likelihood of keeping a clean sheet is tough. So, I think if Charlotte's going to win, I think they need to score goals. So, if I'm going to predict a win, it's because they score more goals and three twos the final. We have yet to surrender a goal that's not directly the result of one of our players' mistakes. That's. I mean, I mean that, that might be you know that might be uh, giving ourselves too much credit, but I swear to God, man, like like I have yet to see a good goal scored against Charlotte so far. I have seen four scored against Charlotte, but no good ones. It's the it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. Danny, this has been fun. We planned on having a little bit of a shorter episode, but I was just having such a good time. We we kept it rolling. Right. I love it. Uh, it's all about tangents into '70s music uh, and shoutouts to Tifos. Uh, I'll, I'll extend the episode for that, no problem. From Nash Vegas, he's Danny Rams. I'm here in Charlotte, John Hayes, uh, hanging out uh, Saturday. It's time to, to see Charlotte FC back at the keep. Uh, as always, Danny Rams. For the crown, baby.